This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert takes us verse by verse through the book of First Peter. need to look back and give honor to those who went before us. We need to look back to the prophets, to the prayer warriors, you know, even as we press on to fulfill God's call in our lives and do our duty as Christians in our generation. And that's the heart of the passage that we're looking at today. Others longed for and searched to understand the grace that was being given, the grace that we can so easily take for granted. As Pastor Robert continues his teaching through 1 Peter, he'll be encouraging us not to take God's grace for granted. The Old Testament prophets didn't even understand the amazing grace that would be poured out, and they lived faithful lives. How much more should you and I live for the Lord, fully understanding the work of redemption? Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. But first, here's Pastor Robert in the book of 1 Peter, chapter 1, verse 10, with today's message. His love is the main thing. You know, when we were preparing to move into this building in 2010, when we, when we bought the building, the Lord showed me something that really humbled me. One person after another started coming up to us and all excited, you know, telling us that they had attended church in this building back in the 60s and the 70s and when it was the Presbyterian church before the building got sold and how they had prayed for years and years that this building would once again be used, you know, to teach the Bible, present the gospel and and this kind of thing. And I, I realized that we were experiencing and receiving blessing and grace that was given in response to the prayers of other people. As one guy worded it, that we were standing on the shoulders of many unknown spiritual giants who went before us. And I realized, man, I I had been, for years, I I had, to be quite honest, I kind of agonized over the fact that there really was was nobody else here in the city of Miami Beach. You know, in, in the 80s and 90s, the churches that called themselves Christian were teaching things other than the Christian Bible. One of them was literally teaching Buddhism and being quite open about it. You know, Christian church, but Buddhist teaching in the afternoon and by the same pastor that was, was just bizarre stuff. And, and, I, and I wrestled with it. I'm like, I, I, was, I felt kind of lonely at times with the whole thing. And like the city had kind of been given over, if you will. And then when we moved in here, I, I was confronted with the fact that no, no, no. There have always been people here who love the Lord. There have been people here for generations praying and working and serving. And, and, and the things that we began to experience and the, 
the work that God began to do was less in response to our efforts than in response to theirs, their prayers and their hard work and so You see what I'm saying? Everybody with me? Because that's true for every generation. You realize that's true in your life? I mean, I realized at one point how my grandfather and my grandmothers had prayed for me, how my mom had prayed for me, and the fact that God got involved, even in having them pray for me to begin with, but it's an amazing thing to contemplate. Elizabeth and I had a similar conversation with Pastor Louis Giglio a few months ago, you know, the passion conferences and and, and all of that. And he was talking about the fact so many are buying into this idea that they're the next new thing in Christianity. You know, they're, they're what God is doing now. They're, they're what the, they are what Jesus is doing in the world now. And they're the next new thing. And he was, you know, pointing out there's nothing new under the sun, according to the Bible. Nothing new under the sun. We all need to look back and give honor to those who went before us. We need to look back to the prophets, to the prayer warriors. You know, even as we press on, to fulfill God's call in our lives and do our duty as Christians in our generation. And that's the heart of the passage that we're looking at today. Others longed for and searched to understand the grace that was being given, the grace that we can so easily take for granted. Peter must have experienced something similar as he contemplated how long his ancestors had waited for the Messiah, and now he had been privileged to meet him face to face, to get to know him, to spend that three-year, give or take, period of time with this one for whom the prophets had prayed and about whom they had studied and searched and written. We're going to continue. Our focus is verses 10 to 16, but let's back it up to verse 8. It says, 1 Peter 1, 8, though now you do not see him, talking about Jesus, yet believing you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ who was in them was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. To them it was revealed that not to themselves but to us they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. You know, sometimes we, we read these things and it, it takes a little while to digest what he's talking about. Peter, Peter was saying to these people, remember he's writing, primarily he's writing to the, the early, early Christians who were Jewish. And they've been scattered throughout the region that is now Turkey. And he's pointing out to them that, guys, do, do you understand? This, this salvation that, that you now enjoy, the, the prophets, they didn't fully understand it. You know, the, the things that are going on, the things that you've been given and you're experiencing, they were searching you know, the scriptures about, they were inquiring, looking into it with God, studying the law, you know, and trying to figure out how is this going to happen? The timing and the, you know, what is actually going to go on here? Because they didn't understand the things they were writing about. The prophets. Daniel's a good example of that. The prophet Daniel, you know, he wrote about 
a Messiah who would suffer and die. And he wrote about a Messiah who was going to come and establish a kingdom on the earth that would last forever. It's like, how does that work? How is the Messiah both going to establish a kingdom on the planet that will never end, this everlasting kingdom that's forever, and at the same time suffer and, and die? How, he can't do both. It seems to be mutually exclusive. Some of the rabbis came to the conclusion there must be two messiahs. There must be two messiahs we we're waiting for. One that's going to suffer and die and, and you know, pay for the sins of the people, and another one who is going to establish a kingdom that will last forever. We now understand that, no, Jesus came to do both. He came and he suffered and he died and he rose again to pay for our sin and make it possible for us to be forgiven. And he told us he's coming back to establish a kingdom that's never going to end. See, that's what Peter's talking about. It's like, do you understand? Do you understand what an unbelievable privilege you've been given to have understanding? These guys didn't get it. Daniel chapter 2, verse 44. Daniel had been given the interpretation of the king's dream. Some of you remember the story. This dream explained that Messiah would rule the earth forever. It says in uh, Daniel 2, 44, And in the days of these kings, end of time, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom, which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. See, talking about the millennial kingdom, we understand that at some point Jesus himself is coming back physically. The Bible says he's going to establish a government, the seat of which will be in Jerusalem, and he will, Psalm 2 tells us, govern the whole world with a rod of iron for a thousand years. And that you and I who love him are going to be a part of that somehow. I don't get it exactly, the details of it. But he, he says it's going to happen, and we look forward to it. But then in chapter 9, God showed Daniel something completely different. He said 70 weeks are determined, Daniel 9, 24. 70 weeks are determined. Now, most Bible scholars have concluded that he's talking about it's like weeks of years is the idea here. So 70, seven-year periods. 70 weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness. We're going to get to this again. Peter writes about how all that exists is going to be dissolved. His love is the main thing. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you were listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor. And we want to let you know that you can help partner with us to help see Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home. But it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in, and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another Main Thing Radio.